Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. I'm honored and excited to bring episode 69 to you guys on YouTube. I can't believe we've been on YouTube now um, for all of 2022 so far. It's been super fun to do video interviews. Um, episode 69 is with TJ Carroll. He's an up-and-coming Christian hip-hop and R&B artist. As you guys know, I love r and music and hip hop. And I'm training for a marathon and homeboys at the top of my list. I listen to October baby probably five times a day. So you need to listen to it as well. We'll make sure we link all his music and all of his achievements in the description. TJ is incredible. He is from um, Brevard County, our area. So if you're watching locally, um, that should just give you like a warm, fuzzy heart. I know it does me. Uh, one of our good friends, Brian Saylor, linked us up. So shout out to Brian. TJ was incredible. He shared his story of um, coming to Christ and just how he's been given these gifts to rap. But then when he gave his life to Christ, it was like things just started clicking. And that is something I want you guys to take away from this episode, that even if Jesus isn't your savior yet. And you're like, eh, I don't know about this Jesus guy. You were still created by God um, and he loves you so much. And he created you with unique gifts, just like he's given me unique gifts. When you give your life to Christ, things just start to click some more. He doesn't give you a personality transplant and start to change things up. He just refines some of the things that you've already been given because he gave them to you. So it's less complicated than we think. And TJ really bridges that gap of bringing that message on Write It Down podcast. TJ um, can freestyle. TJ has linked up with some of the greatest hip hop and R&B artists in the Christian genre. And so he just is incredible. I'm super excited for you to hear his story. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. Today we are hosting the up and coming Christian R&B and hip hop artist, TJ Carroll. TJ, thank you so much for joining Write It Down. What's up? How's it going? Man, I let, let me just tell the listeners this. They know that I'm training for a marathon. Your music is at the top of my playlist. I kid you not. I listen to it all the time. Our mutual friend, Brian Saylor, sent me some of your music and I added it to um, just my 26.2 playlist or whatever. And your music gets me going. And I was at the gym and I noticed that um, you were on the 116 summer playlist. And I was like, what? This is the guy I listen to all the time and he's local. And I'm just so excited and honored that you're coming on the Write It Down podcast, TJ. Why don't you go ahead and start uh, your story off with what ultimately brought you into rap, but then segued you into Christian rap? So for me, it was like, man, it was just the love of the genre. I just love music growing up. Um, and I would just always like the way it started was if I didn't know a song, but I knew like the rhythm of it. I, as a kid, I would just kind of put my own words where I didn't know the lyrics. Right. And like that just, you know, snowballed into its, into its own thing. And now I'm in high school, you know, we're beatboxing, we're, you know, rapping and freestyling. It was really just like a, a time pass, you know, thing like that. Everyone's just freestyling, just having fun. And one of my friends one day was just like, he was producing, making beats and things like that. He looked at me, he was like, you got to take this serious. And um, start making records, you know, and start, you know, putting investments and letting people invest into the craft and mm. do something with it because, you know, it can go somewhere. And I didn't really believe him at first until like a bunch of people started like telling me the same thing. And then, you know, 
one thing led to another. I tried going around studios and seeing how, you know, the vibe was and what it took to make a record. I started mm-hmm. learning, trying to like piece together what music theory was and like what's a hook, what's a chorus, you know? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was really just trash. Like my music was terrible. <laughs> I'm I was, my, my music was terrible. And then like, I remember when I gave my life to Christ like three years ago, all of a sudden like things started like clicking and mm-hmm. like the cadences were there, like the melodies, the flows were there. And I just started really expressing who I was like in God and like what he took me out of. And the music just, he made the music better. Like it's crazy, but mm-hmm. it's like true, you know, Yeah, and that's how it was. Well, I also want to clarify for the audience when he says he was just listening to music and uh, putting his own words in there. It's probably not like what the rest of us do where we make stuff up and you're just like moving your mouth. It's like TJ has actual talent here is what he's talking about. I worked with a guy once and I kid you not. I you know, the song Baby Got Back. I mean, a lot of people know that. So, So there's this part in the song. I didn't know the lyrics either, but this guy is singing this confidently at my work. He said, Ooh, um, Stiltskin," And it's really says, Ooh, rubber smooth skin. And he would sing it so confidently and like, but that is not what you're talking about. You're talking about like, you would hear the music and you would just feel it and words would just flow from your mouth. And it wasn't you making up a word because man, there's no, nothing more annoying than being in a car with someone who's literally making up lyrics that aren't existing. Um, So I just want to clarify that for the audience over here who think they're musically talented. TJ actually is, and you need to check out his music, but TJ, what's um, super neat about uh, what you're saying is you had an original talent for it, the way that God created you, but it was it wasn't until you really gave your life to the Lord that he was able to just kind of breathe through you. It kind of gave him access to, yeah. to your talents. And so I think that's the thing too, is realizing we're all born with special gifts, special talents, whether you know Jesus as your savior or not yet, you are born with those things because you were yeah. created by him. And when you give your life to him, he just starts to refine it. And it's really cool to watch. So TJ, what, what are some of the things that you did? I know you said you went from studio to studio and try to um, just kind of figure out where you would land in this career. But were there certain days that you would just go home and just like message certain R&B artists on Instagram or on Twitter or email them? Like what was kind of the start of your connections? Because now you're connected to some pretty amazing artists right now. So what was the journey of getting connected with people in the Christian hip hop R&B genre? So what what it was was... I'll start with like the introduction that just really like sparked the flame. I went to a local KB concert here mm. like three years ago because my sister wanted to go. I didn't even know what Christian rap was right. at the time and um, took her there, had a blast. Like, it was super dope. Like I was like, wow, like, like this is cool. Everyone's having fun. I was like, I want to do this. So it went from there just like, searching it up like looking up what this stuff was because i didn't want to go to another concert and not know any lyrics right so i'm like trying to find the music and i'm like finding underground artists mm. and i ended up finding like um a friend of mine his name is god fearing he he makes underground christian hip-hop music as well and i remember just like reaching out to him and i would send him like unreleased tracks so i hadn't released any music at this time mm-hmm. and he would tell me like Oh, this song is good. This song is good. Um, like do this. 
And I would just like, he was like encouraging me saying like, no, like there's a lot of people that aren't coming with this sound right now in Christian hip hop or in gospel rap, whatever people want to call it. And you can, you can like do this and like, kind of like make a lane for yourself here. Mm-hmm. He was like real courage and stuff. So I took that and I really just like that matched with prayer. Like I was in a time of my life where I didn't really, I didn't know no like Christian people like that. Like I didn't have any Christian friends or anything like that. So I was just praying for a community. And what God did was he took that small prayer for a community and he surrounded me with people that were like-minded in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then he also surrounded me with like an actual physical body, like at the church. Right. So right. it was like one thing led to another. Next thing you know, like this person I was in contact with named Godfrey, and he connected me to our, our friend. His name is um, Big Breeze. He's an artist out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we would just like, we would just get on FaceTime. We would get on the phone and just you know, talk to each other about God. We would talk to each other about the music. Like we was just fellowshipping and we're, you know, we're miles and miles apart, but like we're working on the music together. We're, we're tapping in with each other. Like, like what verse did you read today? Like, are you getting in the word? Mm-hmm. And um, then God took that and just like expanded it. You know, it's just like, then I started finding like people that was like in the Orlando area. Like my friend, Caleb Gordon, um, I remember people were just like tagging me and him in a lot of different posts and things saying like, oh, you guys got to check these two guys out. So one day I was like, who is this guy that people keep mentioning? Reached out to him. He ended up being super genuine. And we would just get on the phone and just talk. You know, it was never really right. about music. We, we were mm-hmm. just literally with all of these people. We were just talking, fellowshipping. And then, you know, as we're all working our individual music careers, you know, it's only a matter of time until like bigger artists and bigger people start recognizing some of the music. So they would reach out to one of us and then, you know, we we share everybody's gifts. We're like, well, you got to check out my friend here, here and here. And that's kind of what happened with me. Like okay. my friend Caleb Gordon was like, oh, you should listen to this guy. And then my other friends in other places were doing the same thing. So it, just, it really put my name in a lot of different conversations without me being there, without me knowing those people. Mm. And um, it all started with just praying for a community, like a simple prayer just to be surrounded by Christian people. Like, and God gave me that, but then he gave me more than that. Right. You know, more than you could ask. Yeah, exactly. It was like. So how old were you at this point in your life? I think I was, um, I was like 21. Okay. And how old are you now? 23. 23. So this has been a, sh- a rather short journey and you're reaching success pretty quickly. I mean, I know it probably doesn't seem quick to you because you're doing it every day, you know, right before our interview, you're like, I'm not done after this. I got to go record. Like that's yeah. the grind. And it seems like days are long. And then it feels sometimes like years are long, but looking back, you know, a two to three year journey yeah, is, it is fast. It's, it, it's quick. Like it is, it goes, you're, by. you're on the fast track. Okay. So what would you say, your big vision is for your life? Is it going on tour? Is it, you know, still staying here, kind of staying small? Like, what do you see TJ Carroll in five years? It's so crazy. Like when I get asked that question, because I never saw any of this. Right. Like I, I honestly didn't see any of this. The whole point of me choosing to do what I'm doing was really simply just glorify God. I was like, 
woke up one day and I was like, dang, like I'm out of purpose. I'm out of alignment. Like, like I just got to get right with God and like doing my music the way I do it is a part of that. So I was fine just making the music to glorify God. Like, so when things started picking up, not that I was lacking preparation, but I had to really get on and say, okay, are you going to make a career out of this? Or are you just going to keep doing this as a hobby? Because mm-hmm. my friends, the people that I know, and a lot of people that I'm connected with in, in this music industry, like, this is a career now. Right. And they're, they're bringing me up. They're like, yo, you, you, got, you got it. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. So in like, in five years, um, me and all my friends were all independent artists. None of us are signed. I got a couple of friends that are signed and I knew I know a couple of contacts at a couple of different labels. But right now, I don't really, you know, not that I don't plan on signing, but I haven't seen any sort of um, deals that make the most sense yet. I'm yeah. still thinking through it. I'm still praying through it. So all in all, I do want to take this full time. I want to travel and tour, yeah. um, go to go to different places be able to just shine a light to people that come from dark places too and just like give them hope you know right. like i have a, i have a show this weekend in new jersey coming up on on friday and like that's just me going to a place that i've never been and like these people recognize and they see who i am but they're reaching out to me so i can help them reach their community more it's crazy and, like, it's i want to awesome. like keep doing that in like mm-hmm. a bunch of different places just like yeah. showing them like you can still be you 100% the way God made you. You just got to live for him. Right. You know, like yeah. a lot of, you know, it's not as complicated. And like, I just want to, I just want to be that. I just want to be that bridge. Like I want to bridge the gap. Yeah. You know, I like, so whatever, whatever God does with it, wherever he takes me with that, that's, that's what I'm going to do. You know, mm-hmm. so in five years, I do want to be doing full-time music. You know, I want to have, I do want to have music everywhere. I want to have music in like, 2k i want to have music you know and with espn i want to have music all over the place but most importantly like i want to be able to bridge that gap and leave an impact for the youth for the adults people that are coming out of dark places all like all of that yeah i love that and you know the the cool part is is you already are you know you are on a fast track to that it's kind of like how that concert for you is a catalyst for your walk with the lord and kind of your vision for your life and now you get to be on the other side for other people and that is something that nobody can take from you and the other thing that's really cool is because your music is really good like you don't you still do it with excellence you don't use being a Christian artist as a cop out or like nothing about your lyrics, nothing about your, your style of rap and um, the music behind it is like subpar. Everything is just amazing. And um, so I think that with you is these doors that are going to keep opening and they're going to keep naturally opening, right? You're, you're not going to have to barge in like the Lord's going to do it for you. He's already going before you. I think that the thing is, and is shifting your, your brain, right. To like being like, okay, now this is a, people have access to me and this is a business and now that's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a different shift of thinking. It's like, wait, this used to be something I used to just do for fun on the side with my buddies. I have talent with, but now it's like, 
I got to have some discernment on who I'm going to sign with. I have to have some discernment on like the shows I'm going to go on or, or whatever the people I'm going to collab with. And it becomes more of a, something to shoulder. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just something that you just have to flex these muscles you've never really used before. And so that's the exciting part is God's refining you and doing that already. But I mean, I could totally like hear your like music being played before an NBA game. Like that is like you give off that style. And if people haven't already checked you out by now, since the beginning of this podcast, they need to get it right because (laughs) it is really awesome. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. TJ, um, how did you get connected with 116? So even that story, it's like, yeah, I think it was just mostly through mutual friends, like, mm-hmm. like, like they're like they have new artists, like like people like Hovey, mm-hmm. and um, my friend Caleb Gordon and him, like they were in communication, and then he was in communication with one of my other friends named Big Breeze. So it was like we just, and then he was like following me on Instagram. So it was like. I just I guess it's just like hearing my name in different places okay. and then he he was probably listening to the music and um he just like he he reached out to me and was like you know I have a record for you um sent me the record I was dri- I remember I was driving <laughs> I was driving to have my friend Andrew in the car with me and I'm like brother said he got a record like we're gonna listen to this right now like we're in the car right now and he he's one of my top you know, three artists that I listened to. So even him reaching wow. out to me was even him reaching out to me was crazy. So I was just when I heard the record, I was just I was like, okay, this is gonna be a banger. And when he sent it, and when I played it, I said, oh yeah, this is. He knew what he was doing when he when he when he hit me up. This is something I could get on. So you know, I got on it, sent it back to them, and you know, they decided they wanted to use it for the playlist. It was just like praise God. <laughs> you know, it was, That's great, it was a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thankful for it. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. So what are some of the other um, influences in your life? Um, we can tap into your relationship with Lord, maybe your family that really uh, pours into your music style. Yeah, yeah. Like really all those things is the relate my relationship with the Lord. Like one as first, you know, and then my family. I'm a I'm a big family person. I'm a I'm a family guy. I'm, I got, you know, younger siblings. I got older siblings. I'm always trying to be around them and and show them, like, show them, like, exactly what I'm trying to show the world. Like, you could live for God. You don't got to compromise. And then we having fun. Like, I'm having fun. Like, I'm living my, let's say, living your best life. Like, I'm living my, I'm living my best life for real. Like, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all of that. And then really, like, big part of my, my music too is just like really the testimony, like, like a lot of pain. I've had a lot of pain in my life. I've seen, had a lot of like tragic things happen in my life. Mm. So it's really just like, 
being a hundred percent me and letting it all bleed into the music. And um, that's what I love about it too. It's like, I don't know, there's, there's almost like a stigma, like as a Christian person is like, like almost like that person's supposed to be a robot. It's like, I have feelings, I have emotions, you know, I love, there was times when I hate and I had to learn not to do that. There was times where, you know, it was like, I, I fell and I had to get up. There's so many different parts of the story. It's not just blessings all day long. I can't just, you know, one thing about my music that I like to express isn't just like the blessings that come with serving God. Like there's hardships, there's struggles, you know, there's struggles. There were struggles before in my life, before I was serving God, there's struggles now. And it's like all of that stuff, the whole 360 is what goes into my music. Like I try to be myself unapologetically. And it's like, there's some people that's going to be turned away from it. And there's some people that's going to hear what I'm saying and say, you know, I, f- I feel him like, like I'm a person too. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you lose any friends when you committed your life to Jesus? Um, all the ones that needed to be with me and still rock with me, still rock with me, like the way they, the way they supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's a di- cause like we are called to separate ourselves and like consecrate and like be different from the world. Mm-hmm. So, like I did have to go through that process and there are friends that I haven't seen now for, you know, years, like two, maybe like a year, two years that were some of my closest friends not because I became like Christian it's just like the way life ended up. Like we're right. like, we adults now. They got families, mm-hmm. but like, I know I could call them right now and they'll pick up. Right. You know? So it's like, you know, not really like the friends that I have, you know, stuck with me regardless. And then the friends that I don't have, they wouldn't have been my friends, whether I was in Christ or not. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. So, right. you know, do you, are there certain things in your life that you feel like you still struggle with? And when you write about it, like you could probably pick it out in your music. I mean, maybe I couldn't because I don't know you, but are there things that you write in your music that are like, Ooh, if people really knew, um, it's almost like serves as a journal entry, or do you try to keep that part separate from your very deep personal life? Um, to be real, like I, I say a lot of personal things in my music, like my one mixtape I have out is called Soul Poem is like, it's really just like a ballad of like a lot of just thoughts and inner emotions. And it's just like, there's a lot of, you know, everyone, no one wants to just be alone. There's, there's things like that. I know, you know, a lot of people have felt like they've been betrayed by somebody. There's that in there, you know acknowledging deception, acknowledging my own role that I've had in that stuff, you know, like, like, you know, being an enabler, learning how to not do that, learning when someone's not really your friend. Um, and then just like learning what comes with like, with like violence and like understanding, like before, like violence used to seem cool. Like violence was, was like a means to an end. Like it was accepted under circum circumstances. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there is, there is a lot of that stuff in there. Like a lot of stuff that I, I won't just, 
talk about because it's like there's certain things that I can't talk about. And then there's certain things that, you know, like people that that listen to the music and they've been through similar things. They can hear the lingo. They, they hear they hear the words that I'm saying they, and they know what I'm drawing from. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like a lot of things I can't just say outright or like or even just like talk about because not every not everything that we've been through, I feel like isn't meant for stages. It's not meant for mm-hmm. for everyone you know, to know. Yeah. yeah. But but in, but in a in a one on one conversation like that testimony talk a lot of times can be saved for one on one conversations when I talk to somebody and and they need that encouragement or they or they need that to understand what God did in my life, then I can go deeper in those moments right. too. Right. You know, so it's like the music really, it does bridge the gap. Like one of the promoters for the show that I have coming up this weekend, that was one of the things he told me. He was just telling me like, like he used to listen to my song, Soul Poem on the Soul Poem Project. And he said he used to break into tears because he knew exactly what I was like saying in this song. And like, he even like came to me and asked me about what I meant, like literally. And when I told him, it even shook him up even more. So it was like, it just bridges that gap. So it was like the song made him feel, and then he was able to ask me more about the song. So I was able to tell him exactly what I was feeling. So it's like, I give it to you, but then when people want to talk about it, we can then talk about it, you know? so. Right. It lets the the music lets the guard down for people yeah. to have access a little bit more to you. But as far as the gut wrenching stuff that you would talk about one on one, you keep that private, which I think is a very good balance to have. Um, I do have a couple of fun questions for you. I have some rapid fire questions for you. But before I even go there, you're going to have to tell me the Chris special at Smokey Bones. Uh, Brian Saylor was telling me about this and how you guys have your smoky bones nights and your Hemingway nights. Like he said that you guys bond over Hemingways, which is very underrated. It's a very awesome restaurant here in town. If you live in Brevard County, you should go to Hemingway's slight plug, not being paid for this, but they're amazing. Um, but tell us a little bit about the Chris special at smoky bones, man. It was like this dude that was just working there. He was a waiter. And we were just popping in there after um, our young adults church service on Thursday to Harbor. Mm-hmm. And he would just see a group of us and he would just, you know, more he would see us than he would just talk to us, talk to us. And then I remember one day I went in and I was like, what, what do you get? Like what flavor wings do you get? And he was like, man, I got to mix the spicy garlic Buffalo with the honey hot mix. The sauces go crazy. I remember I tried it. I haven't looked back. I just had it like Thursday, like last Thursday. Like you do this every week. It's like, and this guy knows. Do uh, if you were to get another server at this restaurant, and you said I want the Chris special, they would know. At this point, they do know. What What's crazy is though, he don't even work there anymore, and we're still in there doing really. Yeah, and that's called impact right there, Chris. Because now I want to go to Smoky Bones get the Chris special. Honestly, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. I think I'm ready for it. I think I need a little life change. And I think it could start at the local Smoky Bones. Truly didn't know it until now. But OK, TJ, I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you before we get to your write it down. Which famous person would you want to be stuck on an island with for an entire week? Just you two. Which famous person? Uh, dang, that's hard. Which famous person? A whole week, just you two, no one else.
Tasha Cobbs. Okay, why? Because she could just sing. <laughs> and then you have to just collab the whole time. Like, I'm gonna need some encouragement from the Lord. Like, yeah. we're stuck. Yeah. She's gonna put me right there in that headspace that I need to be in. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. gospel 24 7 till we get off. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, like, that's how I feel like I'd be if I was on an island with Kirk Franklin. I mean, just even him just saying, come on. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, he like, you know what he says? Like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another uh, piece of clothing you'd never wear. A piece of clothing I'd never wear. Yeah. Cardigan. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. I don't know if I could see you in a, in a cardigan. Okay. Favorite childhood TV show. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Really? Okay. Yeah. I see you. I, I see. I don't know. I mean, not, I'm not that much older than you, but. We, I have this like list of shows just to remember them, like to refresh my brain of like, Hey Arnold, Wild Thornberries, Rugrats, Roly Poly Oly, like yeah, 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 yeah. Big Comfy Couch. Like we were just talking about that at work today of just like how much the TV shows for like kids have changed yeah, like really. drastically because I had this one coworker that didn't know what the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was. And I'm like, I guess we didn't really have that. That was a little after, that was after us, you know, the mystery mouse couture. So check it out. Um, okay. Are you a like Coke Pepsi guy or are you just like strictly water? Like no soda. No soda. Like ever. I think I think I cheated on soda with like ginger ale. Okay, that's like for stomach aches. It's not even real. Ginger ale is is nice though. It is nice. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not even really soda. It's like it's healthy. It, it helps yeah. your stomach. So technically, I think, I think I'll, I'll do like orange soda, maybe like orange fan, orange okay. crush. But that's yeah, like I won't go buy that. Like that has to be readily available on on a blue moon, and then okay. we'll, do, we'll do it. What's one piece of food that other people might think is weird that you enjoy? For me, it's honestly, it's pineapple pizza. You're one of them. You're one of those. You're one. No, you're one of them. You're one of those. That's so no, crazy. That's so tragic. That's I, so crazy. I'll be praying for you because I feel like people that have pineapple on their pizza are hurt. And I think that's the way they try to cope. <laughs> I really think it's I really think it's the opposite. I feel like people that don't have pineapple on their pizza are just like I think they're hurt. We gotta no. <laughs> live. We gotta <laughs> we gotta no. go. That is just someone that just grew up on terrible food and that's just what oh. they think is good. Okay. Yeah. Have you tried it? Yes. I think it's horrible. You know what else doesn't go on pizza? Ham. Just like pieces of ham. I I, I won't do pineapple ham. I'll do pineapple chicken. I say I feel like the only meat that belongs on pizza is pepperoni and bacon. I, I don't know what it is. It's like I have a complex to meat that is higher than the sauce. That's like a really weird thing of mine. So like sausage, like chicken, like clumps of ham, it's higher than like the sauce and the cheese. Whereas like the bacon and the pepperoni kind of lay more flat. Okay. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a really is. Um, if there is a syndrome for it, I have it. There might be other people out there. Uh, I'm starting this new higher than the sauce trend. Oh, higher so than the I, sauce. Okay. Uh, Put I, that one of your songs, higher than the sauce, because it's disgusting. I, and I feel bad for people. Anyways. I don't, 
I don't know. I, I, <laughs> this is an unfair conversation, I've been. I mean, but pineapple's higher than the sauce. It is. Does it belong there? Big olives. Nasty. You just need flat pizza. And other than that, just get a calzone. Get a stuffed pizza. I mean, there's just so many variants out there, and I don't even know. I mean, people are confused nowadays with a lot of things and with their pizza. And so, TJ, I agree with everything you said on the show about pineapple on pizza, but that's okay. We made it through this interview. Who knows what the post-edit's going to look like with this interview? We've dropped, like, two times now. Our Wi-Fi went out. But we're just having fun out here at the Write It Down podcast. TJ, we are at that point of the show where I ask each guest to give the audience something to write down, a nugget of wisdom. So, TJ Carroll, what is your Write It Down? Yeah, my Write It Down for all the listeners out there right now, I want you to... It's this thing right here. I want you to understand you got to fear God, fear complacency, but don't fear success. Woo! Write it down. TJ Carroll, thank you so much for joining us today with all the hoops we had to jump through with audio issues and Wi-Fi and all those things. But I know this podcast has encouraged me and it's been super fun. And I can't wait to catch up with you down the road. So TJ, thank you so much for joining Write It Down. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool stands for write it down podcast but it's abbreviated to woodpod anyways thanks for listening and we will catch you later